at the end of last year, I had about two to three days on my teacher calendar where I needed to do something that was going to create an awesome culmination activity. I wanted to end the year on a really good note with one final relationship building activity. One idea that was going to boost our classroom camaraderie and end things on a really good note. I knew I wanted to do something new. I knew I wanted to do something different. And I knew that I wanted it to feel like a game. But beneath the rules of the game were huge opportunities for relationship building. So I kind of brainstormed on some of my favorite games that I like to play with friends and family. And I took that and I took things that had already worked really well in my classroom and I developed a brand new game. With all things new, you really never know if it's going to go very well or very poorly. But as teachers, we know that sometimes we just have to dive in and see what happens. And I want to tell you, this is probably one of the greatest games, one of the greatest SEL activities that has ever been created in the history of me as a teacher. And what I love about it is it can be easily used for not just SEL and advisory and morning meeting, but it can be used in your subject areas and it can be used across all grade levels. Since the original creation of this game last year, I have piloted this in schools with elementary students. I've done this with my own middle school students. I've done this with my own high school students. I've done this with family and I've done this with friends. And every single time we get done playing this game, the people that I'm playing it with say, oh my God, that was so much fun. We laugh, we learn about each other, we connect, we have camaraderie. And that is why I want to tell you about this one relationship building SEL game that you are definitely going to want to play this year because it's probably the best activity I've ever made. Get your notebook ready. Get your digital notes on your phone ready because you are going to want to do this in your classroom too. There is awesome in every single school day. the big question. How can teachers like us who love our job, love our students, and love being a part of education celebrate awesome even more in our classrooms and learning communities? Where can we find teaching tips and tricks? Where can we find engaging stories and motivational strategies? That is the question and this weekly podcast is your answer. So welcome to all my teacher friends. My name is Monica Genta and I am so excited that you are here listening to this podcast, This Teacher Life. start with what you're actually going to need for this game because I think sometimes as a teacher when there's a new activity or a special activity it's like god that's going to take forever to plan that's going to take forever to prep I'm going to have to go to the Walmart and the Dollar Tree and get all these supplies I've got great news for you the only thing that you need for this is note cards that's it 
You need some note cards for this activity. If you don't even have note cards, you can just take pieces of paper and you can cut them up into squares. That's how simple this is. Then what you're going to do is you are going to hand five note cards to every single kid in your classroom. All right. So whether it's note cards or sheets of paper, hand every single student five of those things. And you are also, as the teacher, going to participate and you're going to put five note cards in front of yourself. Then you give them a theme. The theme that I always like to begin with for this activity is things that you personally love. And then on each of those five note cards, they are going to write one thing that they love. Now, what's cool about this is if you were doing this with second graders, you're going to obviously get very different responses than if you're playing with 17-year-olds. And that's totally, totally cool. So hand out the note cards, ask them to write down one thing on each note card. Maybe a third grader is going to write that they really like you know, Disney Plus. Maybe a fifth grader is going to write that they really like Cheetos. Maybe a high schooler is going to write that they really like TikTok or Snapchat. But every kid individually does this. There's no talking. It doesn't matter what the kids around them are writing. This is a silent reflection and each kid in your room is going to write down one thing per note card. They're also going to write their name on the back of that note card. So on the front, it might just say talkies. On the front, it might just say PJ masks. And spelling does not matter for this. If you are using this with younger students and they're butchering the spelling, hell, if you're using this with older students and they butcher the spelling, no worries. I tell the kids in advance, we'll get it figured out. So... Once every single kid has written those and you as a teacher have written yours, you collect all of those note cards. Essentially what you just created was a deck. You have a deck of things that kids in your classroom love. Now the question is we know what they love. How can we leverage that love for learning? Now, we get to turn the students into contestants because it's about to feel a little like a game show. This is like Family Feud meets Wheel of Fortune meets Jeopardy meets, you know, Survivor in a way. It's all of the great things of reality TV and the reality of life and these super fun game shows and each student in your classroom can become a contestant on a game show called Class Connections. So there's the official name of this. If you're learning, like, what do, what do you call this? Originally, I called this game Class Connections. I have since switched the name of it, and you'll find out why later on in the episode. But this game is called Class Connections. And for Class Connections, one at a time, you choose a contestant for the game show. Now, on my whiteboard or blackboard, chalkboard, Promethean board, whatever kind of board you have, I kind of Vanna Whited this. And so I had lines on my Promethean board that spelled out class and lines that spelled out connections. 
Because the goal is that kids are earning letters for this game. Where do the letters come from? Well, let's go back to the deck. On the deck that you have created, there are things that kids love. On the back of that note card where kids had written their name, you're going to get out a Sharpie or a marker. And on each of those note cards, you're going to write one letter. So for each note card, you're going to write the letters that spell out class connections. For example, on the one that said Cheetos, you might put a C on that one. On the one that said PJ Masks, you might put an L on that one. For the one that says Snapchat, you might have an A on that one. But every single one of the note cards in your deck that the kids have already written on, you are going to assign one letter. And then hopefully kids are going to earn those letters. But here's the next part about this game show. Is it's not in teams. It's not in small groups. The kids are not competing against each other in this game. The kids are competing against the game. Let me explain what I mean by that. On one board, maybe your Promethean board, you are writing the letters that the class earns. And on some other board, maybe it's a separate whiteboard or a separate area of your room, or maybe you've got that really fancy like butcher block paper, that's going to be the game. We are literally competing against the game. So how do students earn the letters for class connections? And how does the game earn letters of class connections? That's where the contestants come in. So one at a time, I randomly draw popsicle sticks in my classroom. I use cold calling for everything. So I will pull a popsicle stick out of the can. And let's say Owen is the first contestant. Owen will come up to the front of the class. And remember, we're all working together. So everyone's clapping like, let's go, Owen. Come on, man. Owen comes to the front of the room and I have shuffled up the whole deck. The deck now has the things that kids love on it. And also, each of these has one letter. Then what happens is I deal out five note cards. I deal out those five note cards and Owen and the whole class gets to see what's on those. So maybe for Owen's round, he gets things like trampolines. He gets things like Gatorade. On one of the note cards, it might say basketball. On another note card, it might say Megan Trainer, the singer. Maybe on the final note card, it says Domino's Pizza. Owen is not allowed to give any kind of reaction. On those five note cards, there were one thing, and we're going to take those five note cards and we're going to hand them to Owen. And we're going to say, Owen, go stand outside the classroom door. Owen, go stand in the hallway. And we want you to put those in order of your favorite things. You are going to rank those five note cards from your first favorite to your fifth favorite. And before Owen goes into the hallway, I have written down those five things as well. I have written down Gatorade and Megan Trainer and Domino's Pizza, all five of those. And now Owen steps out into the hallway as our contestant. And now it becomes class connections time we as a whole class get together and we start whispering on okay you guys what do you think 
the order is that Owen is going to put these in. And I love it because the kids are really into this. They're like, you guys, you guys, he loves pizza. He really loves pizza. I think he's going to put that as number one. We got to predict Domino's pizza for number one. And so we're taking notes on that. Number one, Domino's Pizza. They're like, what do you think he's going to put next? They're like, I think he's going to put Gatorade. He loves Gatorade. He drinks it during basketball. And another kid is going to say, yeah, but basketball was one of those things. Do you think he likes basketball more than he likes Gatorade? And the kids are like, I don't know. He plays basketball every single day at recess, and he's on the team. And the kids are like, yeah, but he loves Gatorade. He drinks Gatorade every single day. And it creates so much conversation. And Owen is in the hallway, individually, secretly, putting those cards in his order. While we as a class are whispering and strategizing and communicating and connecting on how well do we know Owen? What do we think? Who should we be listening to for these opinions? We might not always agree with the order, but we have to come to a class consensus. A classroom family consensus. When Owen knocks on the door... We have to have our order figured out. So Owen comes back into the room and Owen's really excited. He's pumped and we're pumped because now it is time to see, did we match? Did we predict the exact same order as Owen did? So here's what's cool about this. Owen stands there with his note cards and he said, for number one, I said Domino's Pizza. And the whole class goes crazy because that's exactly what we thought as well. And then I look to Owen and I say, Owen, turn that card over and tell me what letter we just earned. And Owen turns the card over and he says, we just got a C. And we're like, boom. So I go Vanna White on that Promethean board and I write a C on the line where C is for class. Our goal is to spell out class connections. That's the goal, and we just earned C because we matched. He said Domino's Pizza was one. We said he was going to put Domino's Pizza as one. Then we're like, okay, dude, what did you put for number two? And Owen throws us a curveball. He said, for number two, I put Megan Trainer. And the whole class is like, what? You put Megan Trainer above basketball? And Owen's like, well, I just, I think Megan Trainer's really cute. And the boys in the class who are buddies with him because they play on the basketball team together are like, are you serious, dude? You love basketball. And he's like, I love that new Megan Trainer song. So we did not put Megan Trainer as number two. We had decided that basketball was number two. So we look at Owen and we say, Owen, flip that card over. And on that card, there was an A. So that A is not ours because we got it wrong. That A goes to the game. So on that separate whiteboard or that separate butcher block paper, we are putting an A where it says class. We're putting that above that line. So we, I want you to picture this as like two separate Wheel of Fortune boards. One that is ours as a classroom family and one that is the games. Our goal is to spell out class connections before the game does so either we are winning as a whole class or the game is winning and I have to tell you this activity is so much fun everybody communicates 
everybody participates. There's so much teamwork. There's so much appropriate debates. We sometimes are not going to agree, but we have to come to a consensus on like, hey, that's their best friend. Should we listen to them? And sometimes it's like, I don't really know them very well. And somebody's like, well, I do. I sit next to them during social studies. I love it because is it relationship building? Heck yes. Is it awesome social and emotional learning? Heck yes. Is it a game that can also work in your subject area? Heck yes. In fact, we're going to get into a few more rules and some of the point systems and other ways to connect this here in the second part of this episode. This class connections game is truly so much fun. In fact, I would say that this game has been a game changer for the classroom structure and classroom engagements that is happening in my room. And I want that exact same thing for you. If you are looking to motivate students, if you are looking to re-engage students, if you are looking for fun, effective ways to make your second semester so awesome, then I want to officially invite you to a course that begins this February called Game Changers. It is a fun, flexible, affordable virtual PD teacher course that is perfect for elementary all the way up to high school teachers. It is going to be filled with interactive videos, engaging discussion questions, live Facebooks where you get to ask your personalized questions. There's going to be prizes. You get a book of Game Changers included with registration and you can earn up to 15 hours worth of PD credit. If you are loving this idea and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so easy to implement. My kids would love this. That is what the entire Game Changers course is going to be filled with in the month of February. Registration is open now, and you can go to monicajensa.com slash courses. That's monica, G-E-N-T-A dot com forward slash courses to get signed up. I'm going to put a direct link in the show notes, but I want you to know that this course is called Game Changers for a reason, because it's going to be a game changer for your teacher career. Check out monicagenta.com slash courses to get signed up today. So let's keep talking about how this game can come to a close. I keep pulling popsicle sticks and inviting contestants up until either the class has spelled class connections or until the game has spelled class connections. Now, this can be something that can be done in one full class period or one like full morning meeting or one full homeroom. Or if you don't have that time chiseled out in your daily schedule, this can be a really great incentive activity to play one contestant per day. It's kind of like, I think of it as the Sandlot philosophy. It's this ongoing game that never really has a starting point, that never really has an end point, and we just keep playing until all of the kids have gotten through. So if you want to reserve five minutes every single day until all of the kids have gotten through, you can totally do that. It can be a game that just keeps going because you have already created the deck. The deck is done at the very beginning, so it's super easy to just pick up where you left off the day before. 
I want you to know in advance that there are definitely some times when the kids put these five items in order and we as a class go five for five. We predict exactly what we think is going to be one, two, three, four, and five, and we earn all five letters. There are also going to be times when you get it all wrong, that you and the class have a discussion and you think, oh my gosh, we nailed it, and the kid comes in and has a completely different order than what you had. This game is not about winning or losing. This game is about awesome conversations and awesome connections with kids. So do I stop and pause along the way and are like, no way, you ch- you picked that as number two? Tell me why. Oh my gosh, you ranked that last? That's not what we thought. Why do you think we thought something different? There are times when I hit pause and say things like, tell me more about that. Tell me why that's important to you or tell me why that's not important to you. When it comes to games and game changers for kids, it's usually not about the game. It's usually not about the activity. It's usually not about the lesson plan. It's usually about what unfolds because of the things that we are doing. Now, I want to give an example remix of this on how you could use this to your advantage as a classroom teacher. Maybe you are doing a review because you have been doing an animal unit in science. So let's just say hypothetically it was over vertebrates. Well, you could hand the kids note cards and you could say, hey, write down three vertebrates, one vertebrate per note card. And not only do they have to put them in order of their favorites, but in order for them to earn a point, they also have to give a fact about that vertebrate. Same concept, same structure, but now we're requiring them to give us some sort of fact or figure based off of things that we have studied. You could do the same thing with classroom novels and characters. You could take whatever you are currently teaching and instead of kids writing things on the note cards that they love, they could write things that are connected to your curriculum. And it also doesn't have to be things that you love. Class connections could be remixed in a lot of ways. Instead of kids writing down their favorite things, it could be their biggest fears. It could be life goals. It could be their least favorite things. There are super cool ways to make this an awesome social and emotional learning activity simply by switching the prompt in which we have kids write down on the note cards. Now, I have to tell you that I have changed the name of this from the original name of Class Connections simply because, well... I made a mistake. Can I be honest? I made a massive teacher mistake. So when you have class connections on the board, let's say that going back to Owen's example, that he had earned a C. Well, if we had already earned the C for class, there were a couple of other C's that he could have earned in connections. But here's the thing. If it's like, oh, we just earned another C, but it's like, we didn't need another C. That's okay because the kids start to quickly realize, hey, that's okay because we blocked the game from earning a C. So if you get duplicate letters, no big deal. That's actually a good thing. Any letter you earn is a good thing because you're potentially blocking the game from getting the letter. Well, I had wished that we had earned a C, In one of the times I was playing this with the students, 
We had not earned a C. We had not earned any of the L's. We tended to be earning lots of S's and lots of A's. And at one point on the board, it said ass. In the game called Class Connections, we had earned the words or the letters ass. On my board, it basically said ass connections. I don't care if your kids are in second grade or they are seniors in high school. If it says ass on your board, that is going to create a little bit of chaos. And that's exactly what happened. And unfortunately, I didn't know it. I knew that we had earned lots of S's. We were good. We needed no more S's. But a student had just earned an A. Well, in the word class connections, there's only one A. There was only one A where I could have put that. But we didn't have any C's and we didn't have any L's. So I put A on the board, turned around because I was so into the game, turned my back to the Vanna White board. And I learned my lesson quickly as all the kids had these eyes that were bugged out. And they were looking at each other and they were snickering and they were laughing. And I was like, did I do something wrong? And they're like... <laughs> This is a middle school class. And they are just laughing, laughing, laughing. And I thought, did I draw with a marker on my face? Like, what, did, did something happen? Like, am I, do I have boogers coming out of my nose? Is my fly undone? What's going on? And then I turned around and realized it says ass on my board. My bad. My bad. So, moving forward, I have changed the name of this from Class Connections to family time. Can I tell you, originally I chose class connections because I was trying to help the kids out. The word class connections has a lot of duplicate letters. There's multiple S's, there was multiple C's, right? Like I thought that that was being helpful. I changed it to family time. There are not as many duplicate letters, but I didn't want to make an ass of myself moving forward. So I've changed it. Do do what you need to do on that one. If you're like, but it's class connections is way sweeter. Class connections is way better. I know. So if you're going to do that, just be aware of your Vanna White moment when it could get weird because you have cuss words on your board. It's in that moment that you hope you're not getting evaluated. It's in that moment that you hope that the principal doesn't walk in because it gets weird. Because unfortunately, there is more to that story because... I say that because my administrator was in the room when I made an ass of myself. Lots of great teachable moments here, friends. But probably the biggest teachable moment is that the fact that the game of Class Connections, which has now been rebranded as Family Time, is truly one of the greatest games I've ever played. I played this at Thanksgiving with family. I played this at Christmas time over break with friends. I have played this, like I said, in elementary classrooms, middle school classrooms, and high school classrooms. And you know what's cool about it? Every single age group absolutely loves it. This is one of these things that is a teacher's dream come true because is it a game? Yes, and kids love games. Is it also awesome SEL? Heck yes, and sometimes it's hard to find awesome SEL. Does it create a lot of laughter and a lot of connection? And that leads to better student motivation and student engagement. So many wins unfold in this game. And I hope that you are geared up and ready to play. 
I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. If you haven't already hit subscribe to this Teacher Life podcast, know that it gets released every single Sunday in the hopes that you are listening to get some Monday morning momentum on your commute or your workout so your teacher week gets off to a great start. If you have enjoyed this episode and you've got any questions or any comments or any connections about it, please shoot me a direct message. I love classroom connections, but I also love teacher connections that naturally unfold over social media. I cannot wait to hear about how this goes in your classroom. Send me pictures, send me messages. Let's connect together. I want to thank you for listening, but most importantly, I want to thank you for living this teacher life.